Welcome to the Pay Yourself First podcast. My name is Chris Jolly, and I'm on a mission to financially empower millions of entrepreneurs. I want you to make and keep more money so that you can begin implementing and turbocharging a plan for creating financial freedom your way during the life cycle of your current business without spending a ton of time or becoming a professional investor. You see, most of the financial teachings out there are made for employees, not entrepreneurs. If you wouldn't listen to someone who doesn't have kids about parenting, why take business financial advice from someone without a business? Are you ready to break free of bad advice and follow the trail of other uncommon entrepreneurs so you can get from where you are now to the lifestyle you were aiming to create when you started your business? Then stick around. Here comes another episode of Pay Yourself First, where the only investment we offer is the one you make in yourself. All right, everybody out there, welcome back once again. I am excited for another episode of the podcast because we have another great six-figure-plus entrepreneur on for you today. His name is John Papaloni, and he is calling in from Canada. His business is Papaloni Media, and he helps with social media marketing. He's got some coaching programs and does some podcasting help as well. John, thanks for coming on today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you. I'm sure you're going to have a lot of great info and share some wisdom and gems for the audience. Very excited to have you on. So why don't you go ahead and tell everybody out there what it is that you do? Absolutely. You said in the beginning right now, what I do is I help with podcasting, with social media marketing, and I do some coaching as well. I also have my real estate license. So I help people buy and sell homes as well. So I usually got a pretty full plate. I didn't start off this way. I, I've been through the ups and downs like everybody else through entrepreneurship. It's one of those things that I knew I was going to be an entrepreneur since I was like 15 when I started my first business. I started as a DJ business and my actual goal was to get onto radio. And that was my main goal, my only goal. It was not even a about the music where most people get into DJing for the music. Like at radio, you have to either become popular or you have to have some form of schooling. And I decided the schooling wasn't for me. So let's become popular. So I got into the nightclubs, DJing there, and then I was successful. I got onto radio as a DJ and I did lots of broadcasts and all that. And then when the club stuff ended, so did my radio thing. That's when I got into the next big entrepreneurial space, which was my marketing and print business at the time. And uh, that did about, I did about eight figures a year by the time I peaked and sold. And then at that point in time, I started an online radio business and uh, it was fantastic. I got what I wanted out of it. I did my own version. I did online. It was like the same thing as the FM dial, but the difference is it was through the internet and through apps. And back then when I did that, we had what we called a BlackBerry. We didn't even have the iPhones yet. So this uh, playing data through the BlackBerry and playing music, it was new and cool. And so I did the same thing. We streamed live from nightclubs. We streamed live from like promos from different corporate events and stuff like that. We had sponsors and stuff. It was pretty good. But everything sounds hunky-dory here. And it wasn't always. There's been many ups and downs. Entrepreneurship is a roller coaster. So there's been times that, look, even with the print and marketing business, I forgot to mention the key component here, just to show you that it's not all ups and there are downs. My first round in the print industry actually led me to bankruptcy. And I got lucky and I found a niche market at that point in time. So I gave it a second go. And that second go is the one that took off. But the first round, I was a negative 120K. And then I just collapsed, basically. Yeah, so it was only round two that it took off. And obviously, I'm very persistent. And perseverance happens to be one of my qualities. Not everything is up, not everything is down. Sometimes you have to just get out there and try different things. If one thing's not working, and you've given it enough time to have some form of traction, it may not be that your idea is bad. It may just be your approach. And again, giving it a good time is, I would say, is roughly at least six months. If in six months you're doing the same thing, 
and nothing's panning out, then you're either doing it wrong or your idea stinks. It doesn't necessarily mean that the product is bad. It just might mean the execution is. So, and that's something you have to examine for yourself and figure out what's working, what's not working, and how can you change what's not working and hopes that you're going a better path. So that would be my suggestion that way. In the beginning, I would suggest to prioritize what you do, prioritize what you outsource, because there's certain things, if you're going to do very bad, don't try to be good at everything because you'll be mediocre at everything when you have the opportunity to be the best at something. Yeah, I absolutely love that piece of advice. What I tell people is find the thing that you're the best at the world in the world at and then do that because you're absolutely right. It, when I started my first business, I was like, oh, I can figure it all out myself. I can do it all myself. We take, it's almost like a point of pride for an entrepreneur. It's me against the world. I can do everything. And then you quickly find out that if you try to do everything, you get almost nothing accomplished. And what you do, you do poorly. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You end up wasting time. Now, look, prime example, if your business makes $50 an hour and the thing that you're trying to save money on, you could pay someone $15 an hour. In essence, you're actually losing $35 an hour because you could be out there getting more sales that will pay you that $50 instead of trying to save 15. So that's a key component. In terms of marketing, the way I structure marketing and the way I suggest everyone starts, like I said, in the beginning, you're going to build your business by referrals, by word of mouth and relationships. Those should be a key focus. Database management, relationship building, and getting as many referrals as possible. Then as you build income, take 30% out of your income towards marketing. At that point in time is when you can turn around and purchase ads and promo materials, and you can boost your posts on Facebook and Instagram and all that. So you can get more exposure, but lead with revenue basically is my term. Take the revenue, take a portion of that revenue versus trying to save your, save the cash flow in the bank or the cash in the bank for longevity. So you can outlast your savings. Otherwise, you'll run out of money, then you dip into credit. Once you dip into credit, it's just negative from there. Yeah, absolutely. And you brought up something earlier that I want to touch back on. And first, I just wanted to thank you for being vulnerable and sharing the story of the bankruptcy with us, because you're right, everybody gets this idea that everybody in business is doing so hunky-dory and you look on social media because nobody wants to put their batch in on social media, right? It's all the rosy, happy stuff they put facing the world. And so you think every business owner is great. And then you look at your own business and you're like, I have problems. How come everybody else doesn't have the same problems? And you realize the more you talk to other entrepreneurs, that they all do have the same problems. They're not necessarily sharing them because you can have a business that's doing eight or nine figures a year and be losing money. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I think that most people just don't take into account. And when they look at where they are in business and it's so easy to compare and contrast, that can be the death of you, I think. 100%. Look, even sometimes with big revenue, even if you're making money, it's never what people think. Like I said, eight figures, and let's pretend it's 10 million on the dot. The actual net profit was maybe somewhere between 900,000 and 1.1, which really is crappy on a percentage level. Margins matter. And I know people who are doing six and seven figures and aren't taking a salary. So just because you have lots of money coming in doesn't mean it's going to you. And it doesn't mean you know what to do with it and are doing the right things with it to grow your business. Exactly. But growth comes from being consistent, persistent, and from correcting your mistakes along the way, because you're not going to get it right on the first round. So you have to constantly adjust till you get the right formula. Yeah, absolutely. On the marketing end of things, what do you find that the entrepreneurs you're working with kind of stumble over the most in their marketing? I would say the consistency and the persistence. Everyone has this idea 
that everything's going to be like Instagram and you're going to post something and it's going to be instant gratification. You're going to get a thousand likes, 2000 messages, and your phone's going to ring off the hook. And the reality of it is you're going to probably spend the first six months asking yourself, why am I still doing this? Because you're going to have to get popular and popular through consistency before anyone's going to have the nerve to reach out to you and ask questions. And at the same time, a lot of times what people don't do is they just say, oh, I got to, and they get the dopamine rush and they get excited because they got a like. No, that is a good thing. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Same with the comments, same with the DMs. Reply to them. When somebody likes you, message them. Don't sell them anything because when you sell them, you get, you annoy them, then they're going to unfollow you or block you. Instead, reach out to them like a human being and use that as the opportunity to build a relationship. And the way to do that is you like, just send a message and saying, hey, I noticed that you like this post and you found it interesting. I just wanted to say thank you for showing the support. I really appreciate the effort. They'll reply usually with, oh, it's, it was good content. I enjoyed it. Thank you, whatever. And now it leaves an opportunity to build up a friendship or to build up a relationship or to keep in contact. And everybody that you've had contact in your DMs that way, you should keep in contact with a minimum of at least once every 90 days. At some point in time, they would have seen you so many times that they start talking to you regularly. And at some point in time, they will need your product. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. It might be a year from now, but they're going to come across that need and they're going to think of you because they talk to you all the time. Where if you're trying to just sit there and put up a post and say, bye, 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 or sell, call, all you're going to do is just annoy people and you're going to get nothing. That's really what it ends up happening. Yeah, I think that's such an important point and definitely where I think a lot of entrepreneurs do make mistakes using social media because it's really about the connection and the relationships. It's called social media, right? Not selling media. And so many people think, hey, this is just an opportunity for me to blast you know, my next sale, or my latest podcast. And then they do that and they wonder why they're not getting any engagement and because they're not there to be advertised to, right? There are already advertisements all over Facebook and Instagram. And if you're doing the same thing, then you're just one more thing they're going to scroll right past. Absolutely. And the other advice I have is to do whatever is natural to you, because you know what? At the end of the day, everyone's trying to do what other people are doing. The stupid dancing thing that they do on TikTok where they have the, you know, they're jumping around like a bunch of doorknobs or monkeys or whatever the heck you want to call them. Or they're sitting there moving around, pointing up to the ceiling, to the ground with the stupid words. And the thing is, if you like doing that's fine. But do it because you like doing it, not because everyone else is doing it. If that's what you like doing and you enjoy it, the idea is to be authentic and be yourself. Let people see who you are. And if they're not seeing who you are, why would they want to buy from you? People want to buy from people they know and trust. And, and the way to know and trust you is they get to know who you are. Yeah, absolutely. And I got to say that whole pointing craze that's been going on for the last couple of years, I think is the most annoying thing on the internet to me right now. 100%. It was interesting, maybe the first two, three times you saw it. But then after that, everyone keeps doing it. So oh, not this again. Yeah. Now you do some coaching inside your business as well. Can you tell me a little bit more about that, how you got that started and what that process is like? Yeah, absolutely. It was actually by fluke. It wasn't intentional. I just got a lot of people asking me a lot of questions all the time. And I thought nothing of it. I would just answer, help people whenever, and just went with the flow kind of thing. Then how it started again, it's another one of those by accident starts where someone had given me the whole bye-bye message and tried to sell me. And at that point in time, it was like the 15th pitch I had that day. And I felt bad. I feel bad now. I didn't feel it then. Where the person just pitched me and told me how wonderful his product was and how it was going to help all my clients. At that point in time, it was like the 15th pitch I've had that day and I've had it. So I turned around and I was like, oh, yeah, you don't need to sell me anything. 
What you need is a friggin' sales course. I go, you should hire me to teach you sales instead of trying to sell me something. Holy crap, the guy bit. I was angry. You know what I mean? But the guy actually thought about it. He says, oh, yeah, how much do you charge? So I was taken back and I had to think about that. Right? So I charged him 500 bucks and I spent a couple of days with him. Oh, and then from there on, I said, why don't I do more of this? So then I just started offering it as a service. Yeah, I love that. That's a great story. Probably I get 15 to 20 people a day on Facebook who reach out and are like, hey, do you need appointment center? And every message is the same. We'll give you 15 to 75 qualified appointments. And one day I was like, he was like, you know what? I'm enough of this. I'm going to respond to somebody. And I was like, hey, does this method actually work for you to get clients? Because I actually help appointment centers get clients. Is that something you'd be interested in? And of course, that's not what I do. I was just tired of all the faceless messages. And she actually wrote back, yeah, I'd be interested in that. Oh, geez. I don't know if she was catching on and just being facetious or what have you, but that's a really funny story. Thanks for sharing that with us. I want to now touch a little more on the financial side of the business. So for you at this moment, what would you say the biggest financial roadblock in your business is? The biggest roadblock for me? You know what? It's one of those things that sometimes I would say the external influences sometimes controls my thoughts. And with everybody going out there and talking, ooh, interest rates are high, we're heading to a recession, which I think we're already in. And then it's like, you start hearing that, then you have all these ideas, and then sometimes you hold back and pull back. And then what ends up happening, sometimes that stunts my own thing, because I had my whole idea and everything worked out, planned out and ready to go. And then... I talk myself out of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think we are usually our own biggest stumbling block. They say that a business is just a reflection of the business owner. And I think that's 100% accurate. Yeah, that's a good statement. Yeah. Now, as far as like a financial goal, what is your financial goal inside of your business right now? And then also, if you could share with us a personal financial goal. Okay, define what do you mean by a financial goal? Are you looking for dollars and cents? Or are you looking for objective? Either one will work. If you could achieve one thing from a financial perspective, whether it's a dollar goal or getting something specific accomplished in your business, what would that look like? Absolutely. I would love to actually expand enough, expand my business enough to have a big enough system in place where it operates like clockwork with minimal involvement on my end. Not that I wouldn't be involved, but it's running like clockwork where I don't have to be involved. Where currently I'm playing puppeteer, right? And I'm trying to not play puppeteer. And a lot of that is on me. And again, it goes back to pulling back. And when you pull back, you kind of alter the path. So yeah, I'd like to work on being in that consistent pattern. Yeah, I think that so many entrepreneurs are at that place where they want to grow and they want to be able to get out of their business because that's really when you get down to it, right? That's how you create financial freedom with the business. Because if you have to be there all day, every day, pushing all the levers, washing all the bottles and making sure everything works, then you're not really free. You just gave yourself a job. And sure, maybe you don't have a boss you're working for, but you're your own boss and you still have to show up every day. As far as financial freedom, when you get to that point in your business that you don't have to be there unless you want to be, and you are making enough money to do as you please. What do you do with your time then? At that point in time, I would probably do more of the same thing. It was just a bit doing it by choice, not by necessity. Right now, I have to choose when I'm going to Florida. It has to be carefully planned and times have to be picked, where if I have that financial freedom, I could do my work from anywhere, whether I'm here or Florida. But I'd like to be able to just decide I'm going to board a plane, pack up my laptop, board the plane and go, and then still get everything done and still run like a well-oiled operation. 
versus uh, squeaky. Uh... <laughs> Love it. I solved that problem for myself just by moving to Florida. So now I get to be here all the time. I wanted to do that too, believe me. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people have been, that's for sure. It's starting to look like Texas around here because everywhere I look, they're putting up like three new highways. It's just insane. As you're working towards financial freedom, I know entrepreneurs, most of them at least, know they need to be running the numbers inside of their business and kind of have a financial plan they follow for their business. But then I often find there's not a lot of crossover. And then when it comes to their personal finances, they know where they want to be and they have an idea of what to do, but they don't really follow a plan. So do you have like a written plan that you follow for yourself? I've been guilty of been of not following through and I've been good at the discipline at the same time. And here's what I mean. Many times I've created many plans and it also depends on the business. Certain businesses, I was very good. I was very good with the discipline. Then there's other times that I get emotionally carried away where I'm having too much fun. And although the business was doing well, it wasn't doing well because of my discipline because I went off track. And then the results show because once you go off track, so does the performance. And that's when you have a projection and your outcome is nowhere near each other. For the last six months, I went off track. Now, part of that six months is I've been doing a major move. So I've been distracted there and I'm in the middle of obtaining a mortgage license. So I can add that as a service. Excellent. Love it. Now tell me, what is something that you really are looking to get achieved this year inside of the media company? What's one goal you'd really like to see happen by the end of the year? I would love to have, I would like to actually grow my staffing. I would actually, I'd like to have, be able to support more people, get another two people to take things off my hands. I'm sure everybody knows who Gary V is, right? And he has yeah. D-Rock to follow him. I would love to get to the point that I get my own version of that follows me. So I'm no longer carrying the equipment. Okay, would be one of my objectives. And then an assistant. So uh, yeah, an assistant to be able to basically control my calendar for me. Awesome. John, I've really enjoyed having you on today. You've shared a lot of wonderful value for the audience and for myself. You've had some great stories for us. So for anybody who wants to find out more about you and what you do, where can they go to do that? On my website, papalonimedia.com. Awesome. And then any last parting words or advice you want to share for all the entrepreneurs out there? Absolutely. Keep your dreams alive. Keep striving forward. Be in tune with reality but never let your dream out of sight. Yeah, I think both of those pieces are so important. John, thanks again for coming on today and taking the time out of your day to talk to us. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And if you're listening out there and you've enjoyed this episode and you haven't subscribed yet, we'd really love if you could do that. And if you can leave us one of those five-star reviews, it really helps us out a lot. So thanks for that. And if you happen to be a six-figure plus entrepreneur like our amazing guest John is today and you want to come on and share your story and your journey financially and business-wise with us, we would love to talk to you. You can go to PYF podcast.com that's the letters pyfpodcast.com and apply and we would love to talk to you as well john thanks again everybody else we'll see you later if you've listened this far chances are you're an entrepreneur looking to become more financially literate and create financial freedom for yourself from your business the pay yourself first podcast is definitely here to help with that my goal is to continue to share what i've learned about using your business as the tool to create financial freedom but let's face it, it would take me years to share with you everything you need to know via these episodes. Creating financial freedom is something that most people never even consider, let alone make a plan for or take action towards. It's something almost no one was taught anything about. Doing it as an entrepreneur is even more challenging, especially without support. So if you're ready to get clear on what financial freedom looks like for you, come up with an action plan and get the support systems and accountability you need, I invite you to consider 
the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur. I created the program to help entrepreneurs just like you get a handle on their personal and business finances and start building confidently towards financial freedom. And it's how you can discover ways to take 10 years off your retirement, add an extra five or six figures to your portfolio, and finally get clear on what numbers you should be tracking in your business and why. Together, we'll gain clarity around your financial goals and what being financially free would actually look like for you. Then we'll put together a customized game plan to get you there and the accountability to see you through. And by the way, you're also gonna get all the spreadsheets you need to run your numbers, lifetime access to the materials, including any updates, and entry into our members-only community. In addition to all the knowledge, coaching, community, and systems that you need to create financial freedom from your business, you'll also receive a free financial assessment, a retirement planning session, and guided meditation aimed at helping you embody the feeling of true financial freedom. So yeah, you can just listen to the free content on these podcasts to help you move towards becoming a financially free entrepreneur. And sure, you'll likely see some results, or you can make the decision to commit to learning, implementing, and embodying what you need to know to create the financially free life you dreamed of when you started your business journey. Click the link in the show notes to answer a quick questionnaire, and you'll be on your way to joining the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur.